Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Walk to Your Blocks. Keely, welcome to the show. It's Hello, just you Ellie. and me. Just you and I today. Just the two of us. Uh, Dom can't be here. He's stuck uh, on a plane. <laughs> stuck in a different time zone over in Western Australia. So, unfortunately. Poor bugger. Yeah, he won't be joining us, but uh, that's great. Just the two of us here, Keels. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's lots to recap. It's been a big, big week or so in pro running. That's it. Lots going on. So we've got our St Albans uh, gift recap for this week and also the bit of a rundown of the Newcastle gift. Newcastle gift. you went gift. up there. It's fantastic. Meet up there. So great to see New South Wales and Victoria come together. That's it. Hope um, to see more of it. Yeah, we had Matt McDonough there and a few of our officials. Rob Lehman was there, uh, Taylor, Chris McDonald, uh, myself, and, and Brian Ryder on the New South Wales team. Ramona did a fantastic job. The um, A team. Yeah, it was a really good meet, actually. There was, um, it's a f- funny little venue there, a six lane track. But uh, overall, it was great. You know, we saw some good athletes. Uh, Jasper Thomas won the 70 there. Claire DeSalis, you, you, you've run against her before, Kills. It was an amazing run too. I was watching the live stream by the pool. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, she, she ran super. So she got up for the win there. Uh, a young man, Jared Sampson, got up in the 100 metres. Um, he was running off 10. And the juniors were well supported. They had some great local sponsors there. Um, and it was it was a good meet. Uh, look, so overall, a good good success. And I think it will go from strength to strength in the future. Yeah, hopefully but, um, many more to come. Yeah, so that was, it was great. And um, we've got Rye coming up as well. Big weekend down in Rye. So we're going to preview a few of the events down there. Looking forward to having that one back. Um, yes. We've also got a special guest interview today. It's all happening in, in the world of pro running. So I guess in, we're in January now, Kills. This is sort of the, the, the period where you want to start hitting your straps, I guess, our athletes it. out there. Train hard, run hard on the weekend, get those times up. Yeah, and we've got some it's big time to meets. do it. Yeah, it's certainly the, a good time of the season and um, some plenty of big meets ahead. Talking about big meets, St Albans on the weekend, Kills. You, you were there. Um, some good athletes turning up and, uh, and getting the chockies. Yeah, beautiful weather too. Like a little bit steamy. Nice tailwind, but I think it's really nice to finish off in the evening under mm. a few lights. You know, you've got the rowdy bunch yes. in the bar heckling you at the start yes. of the 300, which is amazing, but, you know, <laughs> that oh, was good. good. It was amazing meet. Yeah, some good results there. We saw Connie Murray. She took out the 70-metre open. That was a good run. 760. Mm. Moving? <laughs> yeah, that was a good effort by her. So she's in she's in some good form. We'll speak about her later on in our results as well. And then the men's gift, Antonio Vatahai. That was a strong run from the Queenslander. Yeah, it was. And interestingly enough, you know, the, the 120 at St Albans is... Six and six, mm-hmm. not not an eight-person final, so it makes it even harder to make that one. Mm. But, yeah, very impressive. Yeah, it was a strong run. He put the riding on the wall. We saw him at Maryborough run very well. Um, so that was a good win there. And the women's gift as well, Ellie Karatianos, that was probably I was so a good happy to her. see her finally win. You know, yeah. she's finaled at the, at the Bay and then countless other meets throughout the year. So I was so happy. I'm so pleased for her. Yeah, no, she definitely deserved that. And as we saw last year, Kills, um, the winners there was Cassandra Wang Lakuta and Tommy Griffin both made the stall finals. So right. perhaps we might see Antonio and Ellie there 
The writing's on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep keep reference some of those uh, those form references. We know some of these meets throughout the season they get a, a lift for store, which is obviously a good indication. So That's a right. good reward for them having a, a real crack. Masters one twenty there, Keely. Uh, Elvis Cross, good win. win. Winner again. Yeah. It's moving well. Moving very well. Elvis Cross thirteen twenty three. Hannah McMeal took out the under fourteen one twenty. She's been in great form. Another Hannah another runner who's running really well. Yeah, and uh, there's a good couple good couple of races there for our Warnable athletes. Athletes. Paddy Mead took out the under Paddy 18. Mead. I was so pleased to see him get up with it here as well. Mm, yeah, he's, he's been moving very well. 13 flat. Adrian Bender in the Masters 300, another athlete who's in good form. That's it. And you know what? These I say it all the time. These mm. Masters 300 races are ruthless mm. and they are hard to win. So good stuff, Adrian. They certainly are. And Talking about athletes in form, <laughs> and Darley McConnell. He doesn't stop winning. Can't I ask stop him this every man. week, oh, what are you winning this week? And He's sure in enough, great form. He's in great form. Hats off to him and coach John Hildich just His getting out there. His last 50 was – he just glided away. He's, he's, it's great Catches to see. Later. He's obviously done the work in the off-season. That's he's right. out there just having a red-hot crack over the 71, 20, 200, 300, 400. So it's paying off. He's racing his way into some red-hot shapes. So it's um, going to be great to see how he comes together come Easter. Um, there's Connie Murray again winning the 300-meter women's race. Uh, yeah, another impressive win. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's off 10 metres. Mm. You know, to win earlier in the evening over a 70, which is just – blistering speed and mm. then to win over a 300 is two completely different distances. It's yep. two different tactics. So hats off. Yeah. She's Amazing. In, she's in great form, Connie Murray. So keep up the good work there. Another athlete in red-hot form. We've said it a few times <laughs> today, but Dominic Bruno. Tom Bruno. We, um, Kicking goals. Yeah. Took out the double the Warnable Terrain weekend and just 152.7. So that's... That's um, moving. That's a fair bit quicker than a couple of eight already this season. I think uh, Mary Barrow was taken out, uh, you know, obviously sub two minutes, but 152.7 there for, for Dominic Bruno. Um, that's Very impressive. That's an impressive win. And finally, Josh Sate in the mile there, four thirteen point zero one. So good to see Josh get yeah, up there for the great victory. Run by Josh, um, good stuff. And good, just good racing there at St Albans. It's a good, it's a, a good little meet there. As you mentioned, good atmosphere around the club rooms area, and uh, certainly no disappointment there with the results wise. Tough decision for you for the Sim Sports Performance of the Week, though. Yeah, no, you know what? Everyone ran so well, and you look at all the times, and they're all blistering. But I cannot go past Connie Murray. 70 Whoa, and a yes, 300. Well done, Connie. It's hard to do. So hats off to you, girl. Performer of the week. Well done, Connie. Fantastic effort there. So uh, spend wisely. Now, Dom's got to get those vouchers to our winners. <laughs> Look, Maybe that's why he's on the plane. That's why he's not here. He's, he owes about five or six people some Sims Sports vouchers. So they are coming. He's on the run. He's on the run. He's but on the run. If you have won a Sims Sports voucher, hit him up. Um, if you see him at a meet, we'll hopefully get those vouchers for you. And we haven't forgotten. We you, have there is not a list. forgotten. So... Um, well done there to everyone at St Albans. Kills you around well there. Happy with the efforts? Yeah, pretty happy. Yep. Can't complain. Can't complain. That's all we ask. Getting better every week. That's the main thing. No, no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, so well done to those. And it said, don't go anywhere. We've got a bit of a, a preview coming up of, of Rye, which is going to be great to have here uh, back on the calendar. But um, hope you're enjoying the podcast. So uh, we've actually got an interview to, to share with our fans of the Walk to Your Blocks podcast, and it's someone who um, will be quite well known, a, a legend, or he's part of the Hall of Fame there of the, the store gift, Paul Singleton. 
So you've got a bit of info about him there, Keely. Well, he's a two-time Australian 90-metre beach sprint champion. In 1983, ran second in the stall gift. And the following year on a wet track, he won both the gift and the Arthur Postle. Massive weekend. Wow. And he's, he's, he's made, he actually made the gift final three times. Uh, in 95, he came third and also ran third in the, um, the Hank Neal Sportsman Handicap in 2002. So, um, yeah, one of our most established sort of pro runners there. And probably alongside Chris Perry and John Dine, one of the first three uh, pros to be reinstated back into the amateur ranks. So he is, yeah, been inducted in the Hall of Fame there. It's all I actually met him on the weekend at the Newcastle gift. So he oh, was there fantastic. helping out with the family. So um, it's great to meet him. And Dom was lucky enough to secure him for a exclusive interview. There we go. Well, it's the perfect opportunity to share it with everyone. Yeah, so enjoy uh, Dom Condello's interview with Paul Singleton. So here we are, Walk to Your Blocks fans, or all 10 of you at least, you know. We're up, we, we travel everywhere for you guys, and today we're up in Sydney interviewing one of the all-time greats of our sport, Paul Singleton. How are you, Paul? Well, thank you, Dominic. That's great. Oh, please, the enforcer. The enforcer, sorry. Ah, thank you very much. Anyway, so for those who don't know, I'm going to give a bit of information about you and then we'll just have a general chat. So originally you're from uh, the central coast of New South Wales in a town called Gillaby, is that correct? That's right. But you currently live in Womberol, is that how I pronounce it? You're pretty close, we'll let you off with that one. We'll let us off. But today we're we're overlooking Darling Harbour, which is a wonderful place, part of Sydney, so it's, it's great here. So first of all, 2021, Stall Gift Hall of Fame. How was that for you? Uh, I was very uh, pleased to get that. It was a nice recognition, I suppose, for the years of, of running. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was quite chuffed. Mm, very good. Okay, so the reason why you got to become a Stall Gift Hall of Famer was you came second at Stall in 83, third in 1995, but you won it in 1984 off a you know, pretty, pretty easy mark of five metres, I believe, and a pretty slow time of 11.95. Oh, I think the track was wet. That's probably why that all sort of... Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, it could have gone even faster. <laughs> and you also won this 70-metre Arthur Postle on the same day. Yeah, so back then, that was the gift was run just prior to the, mm. the Arthur Postle, which is a little bit later in the day. And it's funny, I got interviewed on the day and after the gift and one of the interviewers said, well, what's for your next? I said, well, I've got the 70 coming up. Yeah, the 70. Yeah. She thought, oh, I'll just do that as well. Yeah, so, yeah, we had that final after it, so... But it's all, all obviously run different and has been done over different times. Mm. Do you remember Do you remember what you felt like on the day you won the gift? Uh, it, was, it was fantastic for me. I guess having run second, where you become first of the losers... Were you, were you, was, it like a dri- was it a driving thing inside you to go, right, I'm getting back there next year and winning? Or Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, once, once you've lost and if you feel like you can do better, then obviously there's a massive drive there. Yeah. I certainly had it and I think most people do. Yeah, and, and and did you was your technique or the way you trained for it or what you did different from the year before? Oh, vastly different. Because in nineteen eighty three, when I ran second, I actually didn't know much about the sword. Very little. I was yeah. a beach sprinter. Beach sprinter. We'll get and, to that. But yeah, yeah, and um, so I come from that part of the world, and I was just going down the store. I didn't even think I'd get out of my heat. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't going in there. I wasn't set to win it. I wasn't. Just a, a couple of pro guys I knew said, oh, you should go down, you know, you can run all right. And so Give I went down and suddenly I ran second and, and I hadn't really put much effort into that period of training leading up to it. 
Who who won the year he came second? Do you remember? Um, Dallas O'Brien. Dallas yeah, O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you came second in 83, but 1984 when you won. Tell us about the journey from coming second to being a storied store gift winner. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Well, when I ran second, unfortunately that year I was didn't really know that much about what I was going into, and it's my first ever professional race, and suddenly I got down there and it was all this hype. But unfortunately, the I think it was about two or three weeks leading lead up to that, I'd um, won the Australian Beach Sprint title, and that's all I ever wanted to do was to win that, and that was my first Australian Open Beach Sprint title. So I ticked a box. So as a young bloke like you do, I was in the military, we just went off drinking, you know, drinking and playing <laughs> up and doing my, and never trained for about three weeks, leave the store in 83. Then got down there. Didn't even train? No, nothing. Jeez. So, but not Good only got trained, probably put on two or three kilos of beer and partying. And unfortunately, when you get come second and go, oh, hang on, I didn't really handle that too well and I've got better potential than... The, the, the switch turned on and so from then on I just thought well I can do this if I just knuckle down and I've just got to get a bit of discipline about myself and I had just a whole different attitude on it so the, the lead up through to 84 I just trained and trained and trained and didn't drink didn't go out didn't you know just focused focused especially through the summer through the winter I still did a not a huge winter but just focused on the summer and in the lead up to it, but the actual, um, I was actually quite lucky to even be probably allowed to, to run because I was obviously novice. The, the, my second ever professional race was stall in 1984. Like I'd never run other than 83. I'd never run any other races, just run on the beach. Wow. And clearly I had to declare my, my mark to, to run, you know, like uh, declare my results, sorry, to run in... Um, uh, at the gift, so I had to let the handicapper know that I'd won the beach sprint title again in 84. And then I'd sort of put my entries in and, and done all that, but I didn't know anything about this acceptance business. So I actually didn't accept on time. What? Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> so that caused a bit of a ruckus because naturally I was pretty devastated because I, I'm not sure how late it was. I can't remember the exact time, but I would have been more than a week probably past the cutoff for the acceptance or maybe a few days I'm not sure whether obviously it was just lost in the post well that was the excuse I used oh right sure. really <laughs> Jillaby no one knew where Jillaby was that was back in Northern Territory somewhere, you know, so, so we just didn't get it or whatever but in actual fact I didn't get pick up on it till I went home and I just hadn't been home for a while so it was sort of a, wasn't quite a, a lie in the, the sense, in the sense that yeah. I made it up but yeah so the guys that I was training with at Newcastle who had various contacts down in, in the Victorian Athletic League at the time just started making phone calls and 
and just trying to get it sorted out for me because it certainly would have been disappointing not to, <laughs> to train all year and then not be allowed to run because you didn't do the acceptance. Technical thing. A yeah. technical thing on the acceptance, but yeah. But as far as the day went on, yeah, I was, I was pretty lucky. No niggly injuries leading up no, to the No, I didn't have nothing like that, no. Mm. And I, I sort of got through my heat, you know, I think I was the fastest qualifier. Semi, I was the fastest qualifier. So I sort of went in, but there's, um, you know, other runners around the same sort of times, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't clear cut. Favorite, I don't think. Um, yeah, that's a, on the day, and then the, obviously the final come together. It's like one of those finals that you know it comes together, it comes together. It's one of those races you can you think you you did did it right. You don't even puff at the other end because it comes easy. You can run just as fast and get second or third. Or Were you in the red? Or, Were you in the back market? Yeah, I was the back market. Yeah. When, at what point did you knew you had a one? When I got to the front. Right, <laughs> obviously, but like like a fifty meter mark, you know I've got him. And yeah, like so, eighty meter mark, I know uh, I've got him. I th- think my main opposition was off about eight. Yeah. So I had to pick up there, and we weren't hugely separated in the the times yeah. going into the final. And I thought, well, if I can get onto him and put a bit of pressure on early, early, I think I'll be able to break him, and that that's what happened. I end up sort of getting it clear, but that and that's. Because that happened, he just yeah. Once I once he felt me come up on top of him, it's uh, yeah. So it was pretty much a, a good transition. Yeah, from from eighty three to eighty four. Yeah, it was as good as you got to get, like as, as I as I could get. Yeah. And how old were you when you won? Uh, I was about twenty two. So twenty two. So then you were thirty three in ninety five. Yep. Right. So did you do the same sort, or you? Or as a 33-year-old, were you thinking, oh, I'm no chance, I'm just going to go run for fun? And, and so was it the same sort of, obviously accepted that year? Yep. Right, so yeah, was there anything right that got in the way that year or was it sort of like just so smooth sailing you didn't expect to come third? Uh, by the time store come around, I was trialling pretty pretty well. Yeah. So I went down there with expectations to do pretty well. Yeah. Well, I ran the same time to get third as well I ran when I won it. So it wasn't too far off. I was a metre further out, so I was a metre slower. But I wasn't too far off yeah. where I was when I won it. So I was in pretty good shape, but just wasn't good enough on the day. Mm. Um, so you also have, you also are a two times national beach sprint champion. Yes, that's right. And where did you do that and how did you get into that? Well, the beach was where I actually started. Mm. Uh, was, we, Back Growing up on the central coast, I imagine close to the beach, part of yeah, well, I've the always community. Lived, that's right. I've always lived on the coast, and I, I actually started when I was a young fella down in Kiama. We lived it down mm. on the south coast, and I was running on the beach down there and, and doing well. And I end up, I, I won a state title when I was seven years old, like on the beach. Mm. And then I, we ultimately moved up to the central coast, and I'd, I'd won a couple of state titles, and I sort of wanted to go on a bit more with my, yeah. my running, and then I linked up as a nine-year-old with a, who ended up my coach for, for a long time and, and I, I still catch up with a guy by the name of Peter Quick mm. and we just started training and we st- basically started a training at a place called Edelong which was on the coast, on the central coast and as a nine-year-old I was very dedicated and I was dedicated as a 10-year-old, an 11-year-old, 12, right all the way through and, mm. and won various things because of it. I, I think I, I put the work in and, and won state titles and national titles and that as a junior. 
and that's where I just had the love for, for running on the beach. And that's really all I all I did. I didn't really concentrate at school as far as running goes, mm. and, nor at track. It was just the beach, you know. I then had ha- surf club, and that's what we did. I imagine being Victorian, we probably don't have the same sort of um, cultural background with with beach sprinting. I suppose it's ingrained with you out in the on the coast of New South Wales and Queensland. I imagine. Yes, it's a lot lot thicker. Yeah. On the central, all up through the coastal mm. towns, right up through to Queensland, and and um, I think more so in in the eastern state, maybe a little bit in West Australia, but it, it's obviously just got around Perth, so yeah, a little bit around South Australia. That's right, and you also coached a stall gift winner. Oh, it was Samantha and Samantha, just yes. Samantha Bailey at the time. Bailey at the time, yes. It's, Maiden name was uh, Samet, but now... Um, now she's a Barrow. Barrow, yeah. Yeah, so yes. everyone knows Martin, her husband, well, so well done, Samantha. Hmm. And so how did you go coaching her, being a stall gift winner? What techniques and what were you able to tell her to get her across the line, so to speak? Oh, look, we had a reasonably good squ- squad at the time, Samantha won. We, we had quite a few girls, some guys, all you know, quite handy runners, mm-hmm. and... Look, we put a lot of work into our training. We, just, look, we were obviously, no one was an Olympian. Mm-hmm. However, we, we trained seriously. We, we put the work in and, and we got a lot of results across the, across the board, you know, in mm-hmm. all states. And, and um, Samantha was just another one of them, really. Yeah. And, but it's very, it's funny going from being a, a runner to a coach. I actually found it quite difficult. I found I was more nervous, I think, as a coach, mm-hmm. watching someone, one of my runners run. Yeah than what I was when I was running myself. Well, I suppose, you, like you said, you didn't really have any expectations at stall, so I suppose it's different if you have no expectations as opposed as a coach. You know what they can do, and so you probably build up your expectations within yourselves. I think you're right, and, and the other thing, I think you carry some of their nerves. Mm. You've been probably in the position where you've been nervous like, as, a, as a competitor, mm. and then you go in there and you, you know that they're going to be nervous, but you're also nervous for them, and then you're yeah. nervous for... Wanting to see him do well, and yeah. and, and Samantha, Sam, she's lovely, and we all know her, and we love her well. So, but what excites me about your running past, right? This is the thing that I picked up and I like the most. You want a pig in the hundred and twenty fifth reenactment race. You want a pig. Yes, that's right. right. Tell us about that race and how and why did you want a pig? Well, we're asked to reenact the. the like a, the way they used to run with the big shorts, I forget what they So you had to dress up? Yeah, we dressed up oh, for nice. it. Yeah, so we're all dressed up for it. And um, we all got, when I say we, there's some, I think nearly everyone was a past winner. I think there was all past yes. winners there from memory. Yeah. And we we got up the line and um, for the start and it was sort of a bit of a, you know, a bit of a powwow between each other. We don't need, no one needs to do something silly here. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> How, oh, that was the same year, 2006. Yeah, same it was. Year, so, one, yeah? so I thought we staged a very good race mm-hmm. because it was only ever meant as a gesture sort of race. Like yeah, of course. It wasn't a, we weren't running for money or something mm-hmm. like that. So we said, look, we just need to finish over the over the line together. Well, Youngie got his hamstring shot out at about 30 metre mark. <laughs> I think he sort of he fell off the back. But the was rest, it a full field? Was it full six? Yeah, I think, yeah it was. And, but then the rest was actually clutched crossed the line together in a blanket. Yeah. Like it was just an absolute blanket. I, I, if I, They gave me the result, but I think I must have got it by centimetre, not yeah. nothing more. But anyway, I, we just thought, yeah, we, 
played along with it all. Got the, you know, I said, oh, you can keep the pig. I'm not taking the pig home on the plane with me. Was it Anthony who came third in that one? I think it oh, was. might have been, yeah. yeah Scotty might have been the famous yeah. one with his brother. Oh, and yeah. That, what a great like story that. that one is, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's always lots of good stories yeah. in our sport. So you got the pig. Did you keep the pig no. as a pet? Did you eat the pig? Did you sell the pig? What happened to the pig? No, we donated the pig back to the pig owner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was the pig owner for stall or did they have to uh, specifically bring the pig in? I think it was it was bought in. Like there's an actual pig there, like at the back. Right. So the the part that got me was when I was driving home and I got a f- phone call from ABC Radio wanting an interview me about this the fact I'd won the pig. Yeah. And I felt like saying, well. It was just a bit of a reenactment. It really wasn't the real deal. Like, it wasn't a... Well, I hadn't won the store gift. I just won a pig in an old-timers race. Ah, well, as a sport, last year at um, at Wangaratta, we had a heritage round, and we all dressed up in clothes like that. Maybe we need to bring back the pig race or some Maybe, sort of animal yeah. race, you know? So we'll get you to run again. Maybe win another pig or something like that. So, also, like, you're obviously an athlete of note. Along with Chris Perry and John Dynan, you're the first three of the pro circuit to be reinstated back into the amateur ranks. What was that like? Oh, it was a, it was a tough period. Obviously, but after 84, when I won and the other two boys had previously won store gifts, yeah. we weren't allowed to run amateurs. Yeah. And that was just the way the rules were, which was quite crazy because there's a lot of other amateurs who earn a lot more money than we, yeah, of course. we ever were. Yeah. So... We, there was a, I ended up going through, and I think I actually might have been just before those guys, and they just followed in after me. I think it was one of the first, if not the first. I had to set up where I, I did a 12-month penalty and paid a fine for running, being a bad boy and running pro. Really? But then I wasn't allowed to run amateurs for 12 months. And then I sat out like this sentence. Yeah. Couldn't run pro, couldn't run, like, couldn't do anything. So, what did you do? Months. Beach printing again? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. And um, so, that was sort of the, the penalty, I suppose, at that time. And mm. I, that later got changed, which was, which was good. But I decided I'll just keep in shape while I was serving that out. Because otherwise, yeah. you have a full year off. It's too, too far to come back from. But luckily, there was a, the Australia Games on were, were on in Melbourne mm-hmm. in ninety, uh, sorry, in eighty five, and they, uh, uh, Murray Platt invited mm-hmm. what he considered the best runners in the country to mm-hmm. it, and it, it wasn't a sanctioned uh, amateur meet, and we actually got to run against Calvin Smith, who was a world record holder yeah. at the time. That was amazing, and that was an amazing experience. What an amazing athlete! Like um, his body looked like it was sculpted out <laughs> <laughs> of brass. You know? Yeah. So um, how did you go against him? Yeah, well, I ended up running second. So uh, he won, mm. and uh, I ended up running second. So sort of then a couple of the uh, I think I'm not sure if Chris was in that race, but there was a few others that suddenly it was the, the anyway, hang on these monk pros are yeah can go alright yeah they're against actually the best amateurs around. Yeah. And that's when it sort of, I think, started to, the, the momentum started to get a bit better with freeing it all up and as far as getting the amateurs in. And I think blokes like Maury Platt, I think he helped all that process. Yeah. And I think probably recognised that there was a bit of talent probably we floating around. Sta- we need to put a statue up for him then, really. Yeah. Like, because to to change the culture and, and the, um, the mentality of people, I suppose. What was the hardest thing that you found of the difference between the two? Were you, were you like, ostracised or were you sort of, like, welcomed with open arms? Or 
Oh, it, it, it got better. Like it certainly by '86, which was the next year when we were trialling out for the Commonwealth Games, it, it was a lot better. We were sort of intermingling pretty well, and I was running in a club in S- Sydney, and mm. I'm guessing the guys in Melbourne were doing much the same sort of thing. And we were get, then we were getting invited. Um, we were doing different meets, and we go we we going around the place competing a fair bit, and they do a lot of it now too. So it, it sort of started around then. And so you were just a designated 100-metre runner or did you venture yeah. out of twos, fours? No, 100 was sort of pretty close to, you know, my limit. I wasn't mm. what you'd consider a good 200-metre runner. Um, do you have a PB? Guys, do you remember your PB? Over... 100 metres. Oh, I don't. I no. Can, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Ah, good pro runner. There you go. You yeah. know, I don't remember what I did. Never know when you're going to need a mark. <laughs> Well, we do have a good, good old-fashioned Masters series going on, so you could come back, you know. So, but and you've given back to the sport. You were the president of the New South Wales Athletic League for a while. Yeah, I had a bit of time off. I ended up getting injured and, and didn't run for about eight years um, and sort of probably got a bit over the sport for a little yeah. while, yeah, just generally. Um, and then I decided to come back when I was probably about probably about 30, mm. I suppose, when I came back. And I come back with a different mindset or as, from a different position as, as an athlete. Yeah. Instead of trying to make a, you know, instead of trying to win a stall gift or make the Australian Olympic team or Commonwealth mm. Games team, I could just come back to enjoy the sport. Enjoy running. Enjoy running. Yeah. And, and that's all it was ever about with my second run. And that's when I ultimately came third. Yes. And um, I'd all... So, yeah, because that was like... 11 years after. Yeah, yeah, and that's... That's so, amazing. Yeah, so it took, took a f- couple of years to sort of get back into a bit of momentum with, with running again and then, you know, found a bit of form and and then end up making a final and, yeah, in a, in a reasonably good position to well, obviously place. But so it was um, just from that point on, like around that time, I just had a whole different mindset about yeah. the sport. It was, just, it was just having a bit of fun and I was training others and coaching others and enjoying their results and... I was just there running, and if I got a result, I got a result. And then, so president of New South Wales Athletic League, how did you get into that role? Well, I was running, we were supporting all the New South Wales, as a, as a stable, we were supporting all the New South Wales events, and mm-hmm. I got, you know, fortunately a lot of the guys, like Johnny Henry would bring his mm-hmm. crew up to New South Wales, and we'd try and accommodate them. And, Johnny Henry's a good one, isn't he? He takes people uh, around the world for running. Oh, just, he's yeah, he's a great, he's great for the sport, you know, so yeah. and certainly was then, and... We sort of did all those races, and then the New South Wales was sort of struggling a little bit, looking for sort of people to put their hand up, and mm. and I, I tried to help out a bit there where I could. And yeah, volunteers are always the hardest. Yeah, to get, aren't they? yeah. And try and keep it going and work on a few things, and yeah, it was, it's it's fairly tough. At, New South Wales always, I think, done it a little bit tougher than Victoria, due the geographic. Yeah, I think state. so too. Yeah, it's. We'd go anywhere from Narendra to Mora, right up to Maxville. You know, when they're, they're miles apart. Yeah. Whereas in Victoria, you feel like everything's about two, two and a half hours. Well, personally, I think that's a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but I get it. I get the sentiment of it. And like, yeah. and just for you to know as well, we're looking at hopefully helping in New South Wales get bigger and bigger again. So it'll be good. It's, well, it's good for health for a healthy sport nationally as well. That 100%. all the states are strong. So. Yeah. So from the track to grass to to um, sand, how did you transition? Or was your technique generally sound on all of them? Well, I think I was just lucky enough to be pretty sound across all surfaces. So it yeah. was, wasn't like I was, had to 
go from one to the other and make this drastic change. Yeah. Um, it's just that's it just how it ran. Okay. And, and of the three, did you have a favourite and um, which were you better at? Oh, I think I was probably pretty even across all. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got beat on the... I won on the sand, got beat on the sand. I won on the yeah. grass, I got beat on the grass. And, and you ran on the track. And got beat on the one and lost both. So I don't know. I, I think I was pretty probably even mm. across all of them. And um, coaches. So how many coaches influenced you and what did they do and, 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 and how did they get you to training or, or was it easy for you to train? Oh, it was easy for me to train. I, when I first started with Peter, I was a nine or ten-year-old and I used to train twice a day. You know, I'd get up, We'd go for a beach run along the beach in the morning at six o'clock, you know, not a lot. It's a bit warm up in the north there. When yeah, it's a bit probably warmer. a bit warmer than yeah. Norway. But yeah, I was just very self motivated. It didn't worry me. If I was got the training early and no one showed up, I'd just go and do half a dozen two hundreds or something. Like it just, it just become easy to me. It was just what I wanted to do, especially when I was young. And then once I got a bit older, then obviously you, you, you're probably goal driven. So you, you. Focus is, yeah. is about the result. Mm. So then you go, well, I've got to go through this process to get the result. Mm. So then you just work on the process. For you to become successful, which you were very, very successful, um, and probably takes more than just you to get there, like how did your family sort of guide you or, or allow you to get to where you needed to go? Like did you get much help from them or, or, or stuff like that? Oh, certainly family support. Uh, Jillaby, where we were talking about where mum and dad had moved to, that was a, a acreage, so it was about 25 acres, mm. and I was running the beach. So dad decided he'd get a load, of, a truck load, like I'm talking a truck and dog load yeah. of sand in and put a sand track on the, yeah. down in one of the paddocks so I could train on the paddock. That was mm. all right till the cows bloody crapped all over it. <laughs> so we'd have to go and clear the... But so, you know, they, they tried support where they could. They weren't... Uh, they weren't coaching me, Peter was sort of typically coaching me and um, I, I, I fluked into getting into pro running. It was just a, a stumble really. It was, mm. it was only because I'd... Driving past some paddock and these people having fun out there going, what's this? Oh, well, no, it, it was even... It started from the beach. I was, there was a guy that was running on the beach in, in Newcastle and I'd move up to Williamtown in the Air Force mm-hmm. and I've got to say, the Air Force was absolutely fantastic for me as when I was running. competing, running. Yeah, they pretty much, around the time I left, I all but got told I could stay on as a full-time athlete with them. Really? Yeah, and that, that was, oh, At- we can put you in this role over here and then you, you can That's just train cool. whenever you like and do whatever you like. And, and they just really, they were getting good publicity, certainly in Newcastle, because mm. Newcastle support their, their locals and I was based in Williamtown, which is yep. obviously local. And the RAF was just so good all the way through. When I needed to go to stall, I didn't get put on a detachment somewhere, so they made sure I stayed back. And, really? and I was allowed to go. They put me into a role where I didn't have to work night shifts. I could get to training and, and all that sort of stuff. So really accommodating. Yeah. Um, can only praise them no end to, to how good they were to, to be a part of and yeah. be a part of sport. I, I guess it's still the same. I don't know. It was such a long time ago. But I, where, how I got into the pro running was, um, yeah, a guy by the name of Vince Cronin was running on the beach and he'd also done a little bit of pro running. He was running with a group at, in Newcastle, a number one sports ground in Newcastle of a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And Vince, I said to him, oh, mate, I've got no one to train with up here. Like, I'm just training on my own. And, you know, and, and sometimes you just need a bit of someone around you. 
yeah. someone over on me said, oh, I'll come into Newcastle number one sports ground on a Wednesday at 4.30, whatever the time was on a Wednesday, and there's a group that train there, you can join in with us. That'll be fine, you know. So I went there and... Smoked them. <laughs> oh, well, I, I didn't get off the back from the, the get-go. Like, and it took me a little while. And I, I sort of got a bit indignant when they put the marks out and we did the 3-120s and <laughs> I didn't even have the back mark. I thought, what's going on here? Like, yeah. And um, I just worked my way, obviously... A bit of a reality hit that I was a bit off the pace to where I need to be, and just yeah. kept going. But then, obviously, they they saw the potential. So you, that's when in '83 they said you should go to store. Yeah. And had you known about it? Oh, look vaguely, but not. Yeah. Not well. I yeah. had followed it. I, yeah, I knew it was on at Easter, and yeah, I, you know, if I was home, I'd watch it. If it was on telly, and if mm-hmm. it wasn't home, I wouldn't go home. I wouldn't to think about it. it. Yeah. Wouldn't even think about it. So that that's how I ended up there, and that's how my introduction into. Um, Pros. Pros. I was I was really just training with them once a week to, to to get better on the beach. It's a wonderful sport, a lot of fun, and on race meets as well and stuff like that. So, so I heard a story about how you met your wife. So apparently you were playing a game of touch rugby, I believe, and there was a little young lady you couldn't catch. Is yeah. that true? Well, so yeah, she's pretty pretty quick. But well, she is uh, Shaney Shaney Coots, as she was known at the time, probably yeah. as the the greatest 400-metre run at stall to come second in the great 1996 race against um, Cathy Freeman. Exactly. And as I say to her, you never would have made the TV or YouTube as many times as you had or you have if you had a beater. So. <laughs> oh, well, 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 that's right. That is exactly right. You would be right. nowhere near as famous. So. You know, like that, like it's, it's shown every year on, on TV and YouTube and all the other channels. And um, so people out there, Shaney Cooch, look for her run second and see how good she actually ran, yeah, you so know. She did do a very good run, which, and uh, unfortunately for her, Cathy was just better and Cathy was superb. Cathy's run was superb, so she, and she deserved the win. Um, so to finish, to finish off, to finish off and stuff like that. So, over your journey, what's the biggest thing that you can take from the sport for you, and how it's improved your life in some level? And obviously, you can say, "Oh, yeah, I want to give or whatever," but probably existentially around that, like, how does that made you a better person, and what you see for the sport in the future? Oh, look, I think winning stalls nice, but I don't think winning stall. Defines you. It's just it's, it's funny just a part of your journey. Yeah, Matt, Matt Webster was saying the same thing. Yeah, I, I probably got more out of the sport later when I wasn't so self-focused. Mm. Um, I often say to people, "There's lots of things I did as a as a 20 year old, 21 year old, or something." I look back and go, "Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way if I had my choice again." But it's just the way it is. Yeah, you know, you're, you're highly competitive. You're trying to win, and but later, I think the, the thing I've taken out is. That the ability that you can work for. It's, it is Yes, it is an individual sport as you're the only one running down the lane, mm. but it's still a team around you. It's still a community around you. And I just think that that's so good. And I, I think probably most sports are good like that. But certainly I think the pro running is because it gives people that, like in a, at say, track and field amateurs, there's only a few people that win all the time. Yes. And so they get the taste of glory all the time. Whereas with pro running... Gives everyone a chance. Everyone gets a chance. So if you put the work in, you can work. work. And if anyone thinks that, oh, you know, if a back marker thinks that it's easy running off the front, they'll give it a go one day because I've done both. Yeah. Like as a, as a 40-year-old, I ran off 10 
Yeah. And it's bloody hard. Yeah. It's not easy. It's I've run as a like as a back marker or as a front marker, but they're both hard. They've both got their own hassles mm. or, or problems. So, you know, I just think that um, probably got off track of what the question. No, was. No, 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 that's okay. Like, like, I just what? think that the, the sport lends itself to everyone getting some results and then enjoying it, and then there's a community that goes around it. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I like. To be honest, I think that pretty much almost word for word our mission statement almost as <laughs> the Victorian Athletic League. So, but it's um, and I just want to personally say thank you. I, I met you at Stall this year, and we organised this interview back then, and it was great to see you and, and me to read up on you and, and and find out how good you were and and a legend of sport, which is why you got inducted by by Stall, which is absolutely fantastic. And me personally, and the VAL and all our all the Walk to Your Blocks fans, we wish you the best journey for the rest of your life and whatever you do and we just hope that you pop in every now and then and give back and say hi to the rest of the sport so thanks again paul no thank you and uh, we will be down there this year and we'll be trying to get to a few of the country events and look forward to it well great now take me down darling harbour and buy me a beer <laughs> sounds good thanks mate thanks paul see you guys so it's a big week coming up at, at Rye, Keeley. It's good to have it back on the calendar and there's some good numbers. There is, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Rye's always been one of those gift meets that's been really hard to make, especially the gift final. It's mm. always been just you j- just miss out or, yeah, so looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And the uh, surface looks in good condition. So, I have seen some photos. Yeah. Seems, and the surface is always pretty good, yeah, I've found. Magic. Good time of the year down there as well. Um, just a nice festive festive time, I guess. It's Most busy. Some people are back at work. Some people aren't. School holidays. So it's yeah. quite busy. But um, Plenty yeah, of holiday good, makers. good numbers. How many do we have in the 70 metre open? 88. Whoa. That's massive. That's big. Um, there's some good athletes there. Look. Sam Clark's running that day. I know in the men's gift he's got 7.25, but in the 70-metre open, if this is correct, he's got 5.75. Wowza. So if Sam Clark is running off that, he'll be a very good uh, chance there. Quality athlete. Yeah, definitely. He's a sub-11-second peg-to-peg runner. Um, You know, some good athletes lining up there. Cam Dunbar, the ever-consistent pro. Matt Eddy, like a good red wine getting better with age. (laughs) Um, be good to see Jesse Andrews there as well, the Bay Chef winner. Yeah, that's right. She is entered this weekend. It would be great to see her run over the weekend. Yeah, so she's in the CV Meter Open, but she's running the women's 400. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be good. Um, what other events have we got lined up that you're looking forward to? I do like that Rye have host to a 70 metre restricted. It's not really a race that we see very often and it's always great to see someone have their first win and there's 59 entries through here, Ooh. which is huge for a restricted race. Yeah, there's some good numbers there, some good up-and-comers, some athletes that just want to break through. Um, a few of the Hamish Hopkins, uh, Warren Wood, um, Sophie Howes, Jordan Humphrey, some some good athletes lining up in their restricted race. They're that hungry for their first win. Yeah, Montana Kerr off 15.25. Be good to see her win. Yeah. Jennifer King as well. Jennifer King's an athlete I've seen in the women's She's moving races. really well, yeah. So if Jennifer King uh, wants that off 9.75... Could be Should great, take it. Yeah. <laughs> take it. We've also got the 100 metre mixed under 14 with 19 entries here. So those kids have been running really well in oh, the last yeah. few weeks. Yes. The under 14s is always good watching them week every every week. You know, athletes, Jack Benton, those sort of young, young up-and-comers, and you see them progress from week to week almost and yeah. grow with a bit My of confidence. My friend Harry, 
My good, good friend, Harry Madonna. Oh, <laughs> Harry. He's a good man, Harry. He's, uh, he's been everywhere. He was there in Newcastle on the weekend conducting a, a, a live stream via the phone. I, don't, I don't know who Clever saw that. Kid. But, um, <laughs> he's had a good season, Harry. And, and we saw, he's moving well. We saw Kim as well taste success. Yeah. So um, that's They're great. They're doing very well. Yeah. Uh, we've also got this weekend at Rye um, two one twenty metre races for the juniors, one for the girls, one for the boys. We've got 30 girls and we've got 22 boys, so that'll be great. Four. So 52 athletes for the under Massive. That's great to see. So always good to see good junior entries and I think they're, they're going up I mean they're going up every week as well and, and they're staying as well they're, they're competing and they're enjoying it so the future of the sport future of the sport how about the women's gift the, the diamond women's, women's diamond. diamond 54 entries oh wow we've also got uh, this week uh, Hannah Bassick off scratch oh it'd be great to see her run Hannah Bush she's a good mover now she's probably not at her absolute best now she, she'll she said that to me at the Bay Chef she's still building up again but um great to see her run there we've seen some good athletes win uh at Rye um Bray Masters in oh, the past yeah so look it'd be good to see that that race and just see who who's going to turn up there and um you know stake their claim because you get a half metre lift for stall that's right this. Yep. so it's, it's a great race you'll be there Keely lining up in the women's gift off 10.75 that's me <laughs> um, Kendra Hubbard I see's entered as well great to see her uh, there said so Jennifer King who we spoke about earlier uh, another athlete there uh, right in the thick of things Hallie Martin she's moving she's very been, well she's been thereabouts and, and running well over 300 but yep. also some of the shorter distances um, but look it doesn't end there Zoe Neal's an athlete I think starting to get back to her best we yep. saw her play there at the Bay Chef over 70 metres, Grace O'Dwyer. Um, the list goes on, really. Madeline Paris. <laughs> um, we, could, we could talk for hours we about these skills. We could go for hours. Um, and the men's gift, just some good numbers there. Yeah, 80 entries, which is massive. We've also got uh, Jesse McKenna, who recently won the Bernie Gift as the backmarker. He's run off one and a half. It's going to be good to see him line up there. Um, he, he mentioned obviously off a type mark, so yeah. we don't expect him to to win unless you look. Maybe he's made some improvement again maybe. since Bernie, but uh, obviously he's in, he's running very well, and we wonder what's there. Um, since that young man Sam Clark off seven point two five, he's got to be right in the thick of things, For really. Sure. Um, so Nathan Rialli is another back marker who is he is was running in the final really well last week as well. Two point five meters. Well. He'll definitely one to keep an eye on there. Good to see Michael Romanen entered as well. Very talented 200-metre runner, one of John Nicolosi's athletes line up. So um, he's off 1.75 in the men's gift, but any sub-21 second 200-metre runner. Smooth good to mover. See. Um, very smooth mover. So plenty of talent lining up there in the men's gift. Men's and women's gifts, both great. Equal prize money, which we love to see. That's it. Um, and uh, it seems most meets now are starting to get to that e- equality, really, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. And it's, yeah, amazing to see. We love it. We move into some of the longer races. We've got the 300-metre Masters with 62 entries. Ooh. Again, a very cutthroat race. <laughs> very much so, yeah. We see each each week just uh, chopping and changes who's, you know, who's – Wants it each week, it changes because some weeks, um, you know, it can be tough backing up for our Masters yeah, athletes definitely. as well. Um, but you know, some good athletes there. Noddy Angelakos, he's always got to be respected in these these master races. Um, love to see Brendan Bailey back competitive oh, there, big yes. jock, <laughs> one of my favorites. He's entering the 800 meters again, he's heading, he's yeah, off he's 150 been, now he's in the 800 meter open, so um. 
good to see Jock there enjoying it. I mean, Adrian Bender's an athlete in good form. We know about yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, you know, Neil Brennan's entered as well, very one of our Mark Hipworth's athletes who uh, you certainly wouldn't want to dismiss. Maria Cahill, she had a great year last year. She did, yep. Um, so some good numbers there. Another one, one more name I wanted to add. Go on. Tim Cherry. I think Tim Cherry is, ah. is close to a nice nice win coming up. Um, he's, he's building nicely. So plenty of good action there. Beautiful. Well, then we move into the 400 metre open with 76 entries. Holy That's moly. a lot of heats of that 400s. Is, they always have good numbers there for the Rye 400. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a, it's a good race. And I said this time of the year, I think um, a lot of athletes will be looking to get two hard runs in there and a good surface. Yep. Um, look, my man, Jack Dotterico, he's actually, he's actually just made oh, a short trip across he? to the US, Jack. Is he back for Rye? I think he will be back. It was a really, it was a short trip. Um, I think he's going to be back on Friday, actually. So, oh, God. look, I don't know how well... He'll go How with the jet, jet lag, lag and everything, but um, look, he, he's... If he runs, that's huge. I reckon he'll be there. I've got a feeling he's going to be there. Come on, Jack. Don't Come let on, us Jack. down, man. Um, look, I see Stephen Hurls entered there in the 400 metre open on 56. He's won a couple of our Masters threes. The, the Island boys, Jake and Darcy. Um, another athlete hasn't done too much in the pros of late, but he has won a Davenport 400-metre gift, Will Johns. So he's a, ah. a a very good 400, 200-metre runner. He's lining up in the 400 open, men's gift and the 70 open. So be interesting to see Busy how Johnsy day. goes. Busy day for him. But as you said, good numbers there. Uh, we'll go on to the women's 400. We've got 39 entries here. And like we mentioned earlier, we've also got Jesse Andrew, who is the Bay Chef winner. Oh. She'll be one of the back markers for the race. Yeah. Quality athlete, obviously moving Agreed. well. And, um, yeah, the women's 400 will be a good race. I mean, Kim McDonough comes in the race red-hot form after winning there at, uh, at at Maryborough. So she'll certainly be one to keep an eye on. I mean, Connie, Mar- Connie Murray's entered there off 15. So Could go again. Another athlete in red-hot <laughs> form. Grace O'Dwyer runs off, off 22 if we see her line up. Bella Pasquale's there to enter off, off nine if she runs. Um but some some good talented athletes lining up there in Quality the women's girls. four. Tiana Shilato, she's got forty eight meters there, so um, be intriguing to watch how that one in, unfolds. For sure, um, we've got two eight hundred meters at Rye. We'll start with the under 18s We've got twelve entries through here, so this should be probably a straight final, I would assume. Yeah, straight final, I reckon. There for our under 18s At least they don't have to do two runs because eight hundred's a long way. That is a long way. So um, yeah, good to see some some good juniors there and. Good entries. And then the open 800 there, how many there? 50 entries. Holy this will definitely be heats. <laughs> there will definitely be heats for this, although it would be good to see 50 athletes uh, line up get and, a bit messy. and go to battle. I mean, <laughs> Dominic Bruno is an athlete in, in very good form. So for sure. We, yeah, Particularly look, over the 800, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, thereabouts. Um you know, another athlete as well who's been – who I think – I haven't seen much of him of late, Michael Chimington, one of Nick oh, Fiedler's yeah. athletes. Um, you know, it's quite a big list. Dotterico again there. Shane Ezard's actually running in the 800 as well. Fantastic. But probably one I like who I think's in great form after a win at Mary Bar, Liam Hanrahan. He runs off 54. Um, He's always thereabouts. Yeah. Quality. Quality athlete. And then we'll move up into our bigger circle races. We've got a Women's and Masters 1600. We've got 22 entries here. Golly gosh. <laughs> See the Mark Hipworth running in that race. So you never 
would dismiss an athlete Never. like Mark Hipworth. And then one of the athletes that he coaches as well, Daniel Hopkins, who won the two-mile at Stall last year. Um, they're probably a couple of athletes. Wayne James as well to keep an eye on there. Beautiful. And then our last race of the card here is a 1,600-metre open. We've got 29 entries here. Huge. 29. So some, some good numbers there and good to see our man Jake Stevens back. Yay! Jake Stevens. <laughs> Jake Stevens runs in the 800 meter open off four, and then he's off 30 in the 1600 meter open. So well, we. Jake Stevens, um, we saw how good he was last year in the VAL, obviously taking out the VRTA Athlete of the Year and the VAL medal. But um, he'll be great. Exciting. And one of our favourites of the show, Ingrid Woodward, as well. We love seeing her. Ah, uh, yes. We love seeing her do well. So, um, look, plenty of good numbers there. I think they'd be pretty happy. With, uh, with how things are there for Ike. Definitely. Well, considering it hasn't been on for a few years, I think this is a really great turnout for the club and, yeah, looking forward to it. Now, is that going to be very hot? Yes. As a little bit of an FYI for everyone. So bring your sunscreen, please be prepared, drink plenty of water, stay in the shade. It's going to be about 35, I believe. Do you want to well, check with we'll the bomb? just check now with the bomb. <laughs> I've just got them incoming. Our friend the bomb. Now, it's actually... It's a slight change here. We've got a maximum of 32 at the moment, partly cloudy, with a slight 20% chance of a shower. Now, this is on our oh, recording geez. on the 11th. That's that's what the bomb is saying. But as we know, it changes every second, yep. Keely. So we live in Melbourne. It could be anything. Exactly. It could be 22 and rain. Yeah. Or so 40. It'll look, go either way. That's it. Things may change when you listen to this um, in the lead up to the to the ride gift. But yeah, as always, hydrate well bring some sun protection and um, it's going to be a hot one. So Looking forward to it though. Looking forward. It's good to be back there, right? Um, and then the coming weeks as well, Keely. there's plenty happening. Yeah, lots what, happening. What's coming up in terms of our races and entries? Because we don't want anyone missing No. Entries. The first one we don't want you to miss out on is Wangaratta. Entries will be closing on the 13th of Jan. So please don't, don't miss, miss that. that. And also, just another FYI, please send in those photos. We've got a few coming up, which is going to be great for the your Flash Your Wang. Flash Your Wang. We've, we've had a couple, haven't we, come through? That's it. Looking forward to more, so send them through. Um, we've also got the Beachside Gift. Mm. Uh, those entries will close on the 20th of January. Mm. Now, I've heard a rumour that the women's 3200 is going to be massive. Tim I've Mason apparently has done a stellar whispers, job. Yeah. And I've heard there's some big entries in here. So big hopefully entries, we'll hear some more soon. Big numbers. That's that's look, that's just one of the many big races there at Beachside. Right. Tim Mason is basically a full time meat promoter. He I don't is. think he's anything else in his life. He works three hundred and sixty five days a year <laughs> to organise the beachside just gift. The beachside gift. He's got a big lunch on the Friday as well. It's gonna be fantastic. But yeah, I've heard some Big entries, which you're going to see all over social media in the next few weeks, but don't miss out competing there don't either. Don't miss out. You want to get them in now. Um, also, entries to the Ballarat Gift are now open and they will close on the 27th of Jan. You have got time, but... Yeah, be ahead of the game. Be ahead. That's yeah. it. Um, and then, yeah, we mentioned the Flash Your Wang as well, but get them in in the lead-up to Send them through. Send I want to see them all. Don't be, don't be shy. No. Be proud of your win there, Wayne If you've Greta. got one, send it through. That's it. So, so a good reminder as well for athletes, Keely, you've got to just to let everyone know that uh, their results. Yeah, so if you have competed interstate over the Christmas or New Year period, please remember that there is a little portal on the VAO website where you can submit those performances so that it can be judged accordingly by the stewards and handicappers. No, good call there. And that helps our handicappers, you know, do the – 
correct changes if need be or just let them know how, how you've been going. Nothing yep. worse than if you had a win a race and then, oh, hang on, this person's run this over that period. So Don't be caught out. Don't be caught out. <laughs> just do the right thing. Do the right um, thing. And that would be great. So, um, yeah, big big few weeks coming up. It's great to talk about those races coming up, uh, Keely, and, um, you know, plenty, plenty coming up in pro running. So it's That's certainly right. an exciting period. Um, we'll probably, I'm assuming we'll have Dom back for our next show. We hope so. We, we hope, hope so. he's come Wherever off that plane. He is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so great, to, great to join you here, Keely. Hopefully you run well this weekend and good luck to everyone out there running in the VAL or wherever you may be tuning in from. Thank you. Good luck over the weekend. We'll see you there. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.